Philips is focused on innovation to improve the health and well-being of people. Our devices and device-agnostic informatics solutions can scale across your enterprise to help care teams diagnose, treat, and manage patients with accuracy, speed, and confidence. By connecting the digital patient story, physicians and clinicians have intelligence for decision-making in the moment and insight to see beyond. It's our privilege to partner with you to care for the carers and to improve the lives of the people and patients they serve. Philips, innovation and you. Hello, this is Kate Cruz recording live at the 8th Annual Becker's HIT and Digital Health Conference in Chicago. I am here with Daniel Barchi. Um, Daniel, to get us started, can you share a bit about yourself and your role at your organization? Sure, Kate. I'm Daniel Barchi. I'm the Chief Information Officer for Common Spirit. We're a $35 billion health system in 24 states across the United States. We have about 140 hospitals and about 2,000 physician and nurse care sites. And so we're serving a large portion of the United States population. And we're really focused on our Catholic mission and serving all of our patients equitably. Well, thank you for sharing. That's awesome. When you think of digital innovation in healthcare right now, what excites you the most and why? I think the thing that excites me most is the way we can use data to improve the care we deliver. Healthcare has accelerated so much in the past couple of years, and it was a point care solution as recently as 10 years ago. And now the kind of data we can provide our physicians and our other caregivers is so extensive that it allows them to make choices that they just weren't able to before. And if I think about a patient in a remote area of the country, he or she didn't have access to world-class academic medicine, and now they do. Uh, We can provide the same type of care no matter where a patient goes, with the same type of care team, with the same type of insights, and we can provide our physicians with cutting-edge technology and insights that they just didn't even have couple of years ago. Yeah, that's huge. Thank you. At your organization, what are your top priorities for technology? What are big issues that you're trying to solve? I think it's important to recognize that more technology is not better. So we're not looking for more technology at every turn. What we're trying to see is what are the best tools we can provide our caregivers so that they're able to best serve the needs of our patients. And so that might mean better data. It might be better integration of the tools that we have. It might be simplifying the tools that we have, better optimizing them for what they need. We've got many, many different instances of electronic health records. That's not a good thing. I wish we just had two or three and so that our physicians could count on one tool. And so my team is focused on optimizing them. We've got more than 4,300 different applications. That's not a good thing. You should have fewer than a thousand. And so in many cases, my role as a technology leader is not about searching out new technology. It's optimizing what we have. And I think that's where our team's focus for the next couple of years, especially as resources are constrained and we need to focus our capital on other areas, not just technology. Yeah. Interesting perspective. Thanks for sharing. What is one piece of advice you would give to healthcare leaders today regarding digital innovation? I think we need to look for the best in digital innovation and yet not focus on the bright, shiny objects. And so that's easy to say, but the things that are exciting to read about in the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal are not critical to the physician or the nurse at 3 a.m. They're looking for a core system that works well. They're looking at keeping their patients in the ICU in a stable condition. Our surgeons want data and the ability to see images as they're doing a case. Our radiologists want easy access to the PAC system. 
these things are fundamental. And in many ways, when we get so focused on cutting edge tools, we get away from that core infrastructure. My team and I have created something we call the Maslow's hierarchy of healthcare technology. So at the very tip of the pyramid are things like advanced care and AI and integrated care. But at the bottom of the pyramid is core technology. And right above that is infrastructure. And right above that is information security. And then you get to the EHRs. Then you get to the ERP as you keep working up the stack. Customer experience is near the top. And then AI is the very tip. But unless you get those basic fundamentals done, then you really can't do the advanced technology. And it's our role in the healthcare space to be thinking about all of these at the same time. Of course, of course. Could you provide examples of specific instances where the integration of informatic solutions led to improved patient outcomes or enhanced patient provider communication? Sure, I'll think about two. One is a purely AI-based tool. And I heard from some of our cardiologists on the West Coast who are thrilled with the way we're using AI in our imaging to give them better models for the procedures they're doing and for the care they need to deliver. It was something that we took as an embedded tool within a core infrastructure tool that we rolled out. It was not a unique standalone tool, but we're at the point where these kind of integrated solutions are just rolling out. Physicians are finding them and fully embracing them. And the idea that we're advancing the care in that way is exciting. Another AI-based thing, although it's kind of fundamental to what anybody is doing, is the way we're using sepsis prediction tools. And so everybody's been focusing on this for past several years. And it was a lot of if-then statements and looking for basic indicators from a patient's point of view. At Common Spirit, we've been using an AI-based sepsis prediction tool since 2017. And our clinical informatics team thinks that we've probably saved more than 2,000 lives using it. It's not something that we talk about every day. It's core. It's AI, but it's not that exciting, and yet it's the kind of thing that changes lives. And then if I think about a consumer-facing tool, we're working with a company called Vital, and in some of our southwestern hospitals, we've rolled out a tool, so if you're waiting in the emergency department, we give access through a mobile phone application to know how long a patient's going to have to wait. While they're in the waiting room, they can tell us if they're hungry or they're tired or if they're not feeling well. Uh, and also, once they're back in our emergency department, we let them know the current state of their care. If labs have been drawn, how long is it going to be before they get the results, how long before they'll go home. And then we also allow them to communicate with their uh, family members who are not there through the same tool. So basic AI tool, um, not that much cutting edge technology based in it, but by tying all those pieces together, it makes for a better consumer experience. Those are really great examples. Five years from now, what do you think will be the most significant change in healthcare delivery and operations, and how should leaders prepare? I think we're going to be surprised at how little has changed in five years, and at the same time, how much has changed. And so I think that reimbursement is going to be much the way it is today. We're going to be focused on coding and documenting appropriately. Healthcare executives are going to be focused on patient throughput, length of stay, and a lot of the infrastructure of how we run healthcare will not have changed. And yet the tools we bring to the table will. If I think about things like AI, um, you know, I think there was a great Harvard Business Review quote that said, AI is not going to replace leaders, but leaders who use AI will replace leaders who do not use AI. And so we're all going to have to become very facile with using tools like AI to drive the way we 
you change care? And it's these kind of things that are going to change in the next couple of years. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Is there anything else our listeners should know? I think the most important thing to know is that our health systems in the United States are working hard to keep up with the expectations for care and the quality of the care continues to deliver and yet the challenges of reimbursement and investing in our infrastructure to keep up with all of the ways that we need to care for our patients is challenging and i'm proud of what we do at common spirit i'm proud of the healthcare system in the entire united states and i'm really proud of the way that technology is coming to bear to improve the lives of our patients That's a great way to end this. I really appreciate your time, Daniel. Thanks again. Thank you, Kate. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.